What's going on, everybody? Now, the question is this. How do men and women all over the world, coaches, experts, influencers, thought leaders, create six- or seven-figure businesses, all while having fun and changing lives? If you want to know the secrets to start that business, getting leads, getting paid what you desire for the clients you serve, and changing their lives every single day, this is the podcast for you. I'm JC of The Finest, and this is The Finest Hour. What's going on, everybody? We have another episode of The Finest Hour podcast, and I'm here with an unbelievable guest today, someone I met at an event called Social X. I had wind of him before, and then we met at Social X, which is a huge entrepreneurial event, which I'm sure we'll touch on in the episode. But he is a financial consultant. He's a beast as far as when it comes to credit, and we're going to go right into this one. Our special guest today is Jeff Seconder. What's going on, man? What's up, JC? Excited to be here, my man. I appreciate that. I'm very thankful that you would do the show and you're on here. I know your time is very valuable, but I know what else is valuable, the information that you have. So I'm super excited for you to share that with all the audience we have today because I know that so many people, it's just there's two things in life that most people need. The first thing is oxygen. You can't live without it. But the second thing is your finances. You need money to live. And one thing that you are an expert on, you also need credit. Now, with all the things that you have going on, you know, maybe give a brief little intro on yourself, maybe what you do, what you have going on, and, you know, just catch the listeners up to a little bit more about Jeff. Yeah, man. So currently right now, um, I help clients, so individuals and entrepreneurs build their credit, we build repair, and then increase their score, get that to an optimal level. Then we use that score to do cool things, like get them financing to start a business, or to travel for free. Usually those are the two goals with credit. Uh, so currently right now I have a course uh, that teaches everyone step-by-step step everything there is to know about credit and leveraging credit and travel and finances. And I'm doing consulting. I have one-on-one -on -one consulting clients. So I spend a lot of my time doing uh, consulting with my clients. Uh, it's really, they come to me with their, their goals and I really put a plan together to get there. And it's over like a three to six month period. So those are my focuses right now uh, with my one-on-one -on -one clients and then uh, just providing optimal value in the course. That's awesome, man. That's uh, My first question would be like, how did you get into or interested in finances? Like, did you go to school for that or you just found like you had a passion for it or how did that kind of come about? Yeah, so uh, it started like really early on. Uh, when I was like 16, my dad made a competition between myself and my siblings where we got to pick stocks in a portfolio and then we would compare the returns on the portfolio at the end of each year. And whoever did the best got more money to add their portfolio. It wasn't like a ton of money, but it really got me thinking about like how the economy works, uh, what drives companies to do better and how the financial markets work. So since then I've been like, okay, I'm always like, I wanna be a financial advisor. I wanna be a financial advisor. I go to school for uh, finance. I go to the University of Kentucky majored in finance, got my uh, minors in international business and economics, had two internships, uh, well really three, one was abroad in Australia and then two were local uh, with two banks. And then once I graduated, I you know, got my dream job in the corporate world with JP Morgan and I was in an operations position for 19 months and passed my series 66 and series seven. And then I was like, okay, I'm like, lining up perfectly to be an advisor, which is what I like wanted to do my whole life. And then I was just like, you know what, this is not, like the corporate world is not 
what I want to do. So I knew uh, I had to change something because I had all these huge goals and I had this like idea of what I wanted my lifestyle to be like and none of my actions were mapping towards my goals. So I was like, I got to change something, man. So I started a business while I was at JP Morgan and uh, they denied my outside business activity because um, like w- my, when I went abroad to Australia to do that internship, I learned how to write business plans for startups. Okay. So I kind of brought that information back and I was like, you know what? I have this valuable skill set. I might as well create a business around it. So I started writing business plans for startups and I realized that they need financing as well. So I added that uh, topic on to my business. So I had the business planning and then I had the financing and I was leveraging people's personal credit in order to help them get financing. So that's how I started learning about credit. Okay. And um, so I declared that business, JP Morgan, they denied the outside business activity, said I would be a competitor to some of their partners. Um, I tried to like work it out with them and it just wasn't gonna work. And uh, at the time I was personal branding so I read Crush It by Gary Vee. Have you ever read that book? Definitely, it's a great book. Yeah, dude, that was like the first book that like really just changed, they literally changed my whole life because I started personal branding the day after I finished it. And uh, I was doing that as well as I was at JP Morgan and they started saying like, I couldn't talk about finance on social media. Oh, wow. Which like, I mean, I completely understand that they have regulations and so they don't get sued. So, I mean, yeah. it makes sense, but like, it just wasn't for me. So I was like, after they denied that and like, told me about the social media thing. I was like, I just got to get out of here. So I quit that next Monday morning. Nice. Um, it was literally the next one that I quit. Yeah, just went all in on my business, man. And it was a struggle for the first like two months, but yeah. now it's just exponentially growing. It's, it's insane. And I've helped, I mean, way more people than I ever thought over the last six months. We've helped over 350 people. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been amazing, man. That's incredible, man. That's number one, kudos to you for going after your dream. I know that's one thing that I speak about a lot on social media. And I mean, I've met you in person, listened to you speak in person in Tampa at Social X, but it's just incredible when you have that freeing thought of, I'm doing what I thought I wanted to do, but then I realized it isn't what I want to do. I want to do something else. Yeah. And, you know, what, what did it feel like just the day that you had the thought, like, you know what? This isn't it. And like, you look at yourself and you believe that, and then you actually quit the job. You know, what was that, just that feeling right there when you quit and walked out, what did you feel? Were you like passionate and excited? Did you feel like I'm scared as hell? You know, what, what was kind of going through your mind? I mean, when I quit, yeah, it was, it was like a, it was a combination of things. I knew like in my gut that it was the right thing to do. So there was no question like, whether or not I wanted to quit. I was literally sitting at my desk, like in my cubicle, um, like for probably almost two months laughing at myself because I, w- I was literally laughing at myself out loud. So I'm like, why am I here? Yeah. Like, I know I don't want to do this. This does not align with any of my goals. I'm like, I got to get out of here. So once that happened, I was, yeah, like I was, I was a little bit nervous when I quit because like, my income wasn't to the point where it needed to be to yeah. like living my lifestyle because I'm, I decreased my income and then I increased my expenses because yep. I moved to a better place uh, with a business partner. Okay. So, um, yeah, I was a little bit nervous decreasing my income and increasing my expenses, but I knew it was the right thing to do. You know, that feeling like in your gut when you're just like, I know this is the right thing to do for me. You do. And, um, you'll see me talk about that all the time, man. That's like, 
that's the thing I'll preach till the day that I die is like trusting yourself over everyone else's opinion. Cause like I asked family members, friends, like what I'm thinking about quitting my job. What should I, like, what would you advise? No, like you need more experience. Um, this is dangerous to do right now. Like they had all these excuses. They were just planting in my head of like why I should not go for it. And I understand because family and friends want you to do the safe thing, but like, that's just not, you just gotta listen to yourself. Like that's the thing I, I will preach until the day I die. So, um, I took my own advice and it's been, uh, it's been exceptional, man. That's awesome, man. That's, that's just the beauty of trusting your gut. I know the one thing that so many people struggle with is just listening to outside opinions. And most of the time that's other people's limiting beliefs. They're just casting on you, you know, yeah. and that's the, the tough thing because in life it sounds selfish, but it's not you being selfless is going after your goal. It's not selfish because you achieving your goal is going to help more people. But a lot of people, they want to, especially family, and it's by design, they want you to be safe. You know, they mm -hmm. don't want to see you quit a job that has like a guaranteed income for a job that doesn't. But when you're passionate and you take and you make that move where you burn the boats, there is no going back to shore. I mean, you have to figure out how to stay afloat. And that sometimes can light a fire under you to really go after it and make that job come true, you know, just for your own regard, you know, yeah. other people. So, I mean, once you kind of started getting things going on your end and you started having your businesses, you know, and going after the things, what were some of the things maybe early on obstacles that you faced along the way that we were like, oh, this, this is going to be hard. You know, what, what were some of those things? You know, I mean, just really like, I mean, building my own schedule, like organization, I was never really good with organization. Uh, even though I went through college, uh, I kind of just winged it and did pretty well. Got like a 3.4. Nice. But like that was that was a big thing, like getting all the systems in place, like my calendar, um, having employees on the back end to help me with all the little things, like building funnels and landing pages. I had a huge learning curve because I didn't know I didn't know how to build. I didn't even know what ClickFunnels was. I didn't know what like how to build a web page. I had never done like video where because I started building out a course. Um, it was a dude, it was a big struggle from the beginning because there was the learning curve was so long, but like I just stayed consistent with it and learned new tasks and I bought courses and I hired mentors and like I invested a lot of money to get where I'm at. Um, and I think like you have to be willing to do whatever it takes to get to where you want to go. And that was just how it was for me. And I think it's, that's how it is for a lot of early stage entrepreneurs. It's always like a struggle from the beginning. So I 100% agree with that one. I mean, when you go after it yourself, there's maybe five things you know, but you need to know 50 to be semi-successful. Yeah. And it's like, the one thing you did mention is mentors, uh, which I believe are unbelievably invaluable when it comes to wanting to be an entrepreneur, because hey, you've been in the corporate world. I was there for a brief period, got fired from any corporate job I've ever had, proud of that, you know, but <laughs> I knew it wasn't for me. But at the same time, when you go to a corporate job, you have your management, you have your bosses, and you have training. But when you're an entrepreneur, you have nothing. You know, you're <laughs> training wheels, you're just flying off the seat of your pants, and sometimes you're hoping to find what sticks. But the one thing that can help you really kind of shorten that and crunch that time is finding a mentor, you know. And I would say for yourself, maybe who are some mentors that you could name, if you're able to, that might have helped you kind of gather yourself into going the right way and really becoming confident and crunching that time to be successful? Yeah. So, I mean, right out, I knew I was really bad with sales. 
So I hired a local sales coach. Um, he's not very well known, uh, but he helped me like identify what like the principles of sales are and how to like simplify your sales pitch. So you're not like confusing, but you're also provoking more questions from the possible buyer. So that was, um, that was pretty cool. Um, that was definitely a good investment. Um, I think one of my, I think that your mentor doesn't really have to be in person. Um, and one of the biggest mentors I had was uh, Lewis Mocker. Uh, he's from Australia. He's, I'm not sure if you know him, but uh, he's in the same type of niche. He doesn't do credit because credit is just so different over in Australia. Uh, but he does like personal finance. So I, uh, I've learned a lot from him and I've, uh, he's just a great person, man. I, I used to snap, I started following him back in 2015 and we would snap back and forth like with Snapchat. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we still stay in contact every once in a while, but he really helped me structure how my business is structured now. Cause I have like four different products. Like I have a free product, a core product, which is my course of subscription product, which is like my inner circle on Instagram with over like 115 members right now. And then I have my high ticket, which is my consulting. So he helped me structure everything and just make sense and get clarity around what my brand was going to do. And that, I mean, that's what my whole business is built around. So he had the biggest impact. Um, and then the two other mentors I really like is just, you know, Gary V. obviously that book like changed my life and uh, he really made me, realize how important having a personal brand is. And I just love his, like, just how he's so grateful and like just deploy so much empathy with, with everyone. That's really helped me uh, stay grounded with my brand, uh, with, especially with my customers and clients. And then Grant Cardone has been a huge mentor too. I just love his like go-getter attitude. He's got so much energy. Uh, he's just such a, such a beast, man. So he's definitely a beast. Yeah, so those are the three. I mean, Lewis, uh, Grant, and uh, Gary are by far my my three biggest mentors. Um, so yeah, what what do you what about you? What was your biggest mentor? My biggest mentors. I mean, there's there's been like so many. It's just ridiculous. But yeah. I mean, I know just in the short. I mean, I, I can name Gary Vee because he just beats it in your head. Just entrepreneurship as a whole. You know, yeah. and just having that empathy, having the gratitude. It's so very important. I know just on the mindset area of things, you know, David Meltzer uh, is definitely one who just, if I'm, if you know of David, he's his yeah, is phenomenal. Uh, his story is phenomenal, but his approach is just incredible. Just being, it's the simple things like the gratitude, the giving, always living in abundance and getting away from the scarcity end of things. Cause it can get difficult as an entrepreneur thinking that, Oh man, I don't have any clients. I don't have any clients like, and trying to grip and hold on to everything. But when you attach to that abundant mindset, you understand that there's always more than enough, you know, and that definitely helps to calm your mindset, calm your nerves and really help you gain control. I know that's one person that definitely helped me. Uh, you know, just, there's so many people, just Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, Bedros Koulian, uh, you know, I like Lewis Howes is really cool. Uh, Gerard Adams. There's just so many different people. I mean, the fitness space, it's a long, long, long list, you know, probably way too many, to but it's just, there's, I feel like there's at least for myself, as an entrepreneur, I mean, I might be in the fitness space, but at the same time, the mindset portion of it is so important because if your mindset isn't straight, you know, your business is probably off track. If your business is off track, it's kind of tough to deal with your clients because you have way too much going on upstairs. You know, and when you can gain and, and gather that mindset and understand how to have a winning mindset, 
high performance mindset at all times, it truly takes everything and makes it, as you said earlier, just a lot more simplified. You know, and then, then the average person will think there's 10 things. You might be like, no, there's just five. Here's how you do it. And you can break it down very simply. And you not only sound smart, you actually are smart. You know, you help that person find their success and they keep it going. But I would say just on the topic of mentorship and now that you being in the position where you're mentoring people, consulting with people, helping people, you know, and in the topic of, say, finances and credit, what are maybe like three things that people struggle with with credit that you might be able to help them with? In your, in your words, maybe three regular topics you see people struggling with. Mm, there's so much to credit, it's crazy. Um, I mean, obviously just making sense of what credit scores even are. A lot of people don't even understand like what it is. So like a credit score is just a score put onto an individual that shows how responsible they are with debt. Um, and the higher the score, the better. But a lot of people don't understand that like credit karma and all the free ways to check scores, that's just a Vantage score, which is like a, a different algorithm. It's not the same as a FICO score. Okay. So those things are like completely different. Um, while the Vantage score tries to mimic the FICO score, it's not always extremely accurate. So that's one thing that a lot of people don't understand with like their credit scores and things. Um, another thing my course does really well is help them understand the six factors of credit. Like there's six specific things. The two biggest things are like payment history and the amount of debt that you're utilizing. That makes up 65% of your score right there. Okay. A lot of people, when they come to me with bad credit scores, it's because they have bad payment history and they have too much debt that they're not paying, making big enough payments on. Okay. So those are the two biggest things. Um, I help them understand like what, what can, is comprised of the score and then how they can fix their score. And then the next biggest thing is just like, what can you even do with credit? Like I help them understand uh, the importance of building credit long-term because you need credit to get a house, to get an apartment, to get insurance, to get utilities in your name. Even some employers are checking your credit score when you go to get a job. I've seen that. Uh, it's crazy, man. Like in the U.S., you need credit to do like almost everything. But so I, I really help them like repair and build their credit the correct way, so that they're planning for the future if they do need to buy a house, so they want to get like a, a nice car later on. Um, but then I think the coolest thing is just showing them how to leverage credit to scale their business and like live a better lifestyle because like. There's a completely separate category, which is business credit. The scores are completely different. They range from zero to 100. All the factors are different. It's just more complex. Uh, but I show them how to accelerate the, the credit building process in their business so that they have capital if they want to expand. They want to hire employees. Um, they need to acquire even like real estate property. Um, a ton of different things. Um, so I help them make that very simple and expedite that entire process. And then on the personal side and even on the business side, I help them leverage the whole point system, reward system. We do something called award stacking where we're applying for new cards every two months, usually every two to three months. It depends on your goals. And then we just secure bonuses, like, you know, the intro bonuses. It's anywhere from like, you know, 75,000 to like 150,000. And then I show them how to uh, optimally use those points. Um, so yeah, those are, so those are like three, four topics I, I coach on. 
That's awesome, man. That's, I know so many people struggle with that. I, I see it constantly. Just say, for example, someone, maybe they go to get in a new apartment, you know, an entrepreneur, like, oh, I'm going to move to LA and your credit score is like 450. And it's like, you're probably not going to get approved to get that apartment, you know, but no. what would you say is like maybe a sweet spot if someone maybe has a lower credit score and they're trying to get up to at least a respectable number, you know, on the personal level and not the business level, you know, is there, is there a, a sweet spot you would say where you kind of want to be? Uh, obviously there's the highest would be the goal, but if you're looking for just a, yeah, this will probably work and get you most things. Where would you say that might be around? Um, like the lowest part I usually do not recommend anyone to apply for new credit. Um, there's different like types of credit to apply for, but I usually don't recommend anything below a 680. Once you're above like a 720, you're pretty well respected among lenders. So I always tell people to aim above 720. That's a good, that's definitely a great number. I know that I was told at one point, like hit the 720 and you're cool. You hit 800, you're in great shape. But, yeah. um, a 720, that sounds great. I'm sure many people will strive to get that. I know the one thing that I see a lot of times is being an entrepreneur and being on the move a lot. I see that you're on the move a lot and you know the credit hacks and all the different ways to make it happen. What is the, the beauty of having those hacks and, and maybe how can people leverage it to get that free travel? Because you see a lot of people on planes and taking trips and they're like, oh, that was free. That was covered by my car. You know, how do they uncover things like that? Like I said, with the, uh, with the award stacking technique, that's the easiest thing that almost everyone can do because there's like, there's a hidden rule in the credit space with lenders. Like they want to have, in order to get accepted for new credit, you need to have less than three hard inquiries in the last six months. Um, and the hard inquiry is just when you apply for credit, which means they, they're pulling your credit to see if you're a credible person. Um, so that's the whole, that's the whole science behind the technique is leveraging those points every two months. So you stay under the three hard inquiries in six months and you're getting new cards, which is building your credit because you actually need more than 21 accounts to have a perfect score. Oh, wow. Um, and I teach, that's exactly what I teach in my course. That's the main topic that I teach in my course. Um, it's like securing that bonus and then, uh, leveraging that bonus through multiple different softwares and, uh, and just techniques to, to use the points. Um, another really cool thing that we do is uh, like with Airbnbs, we'll just negotiate. Like people mostly don't realize that you can negotiate with Airbnb. Like you literally can just go to the listing, scroll down, click send a message and be like, hey, um, I'm on a business trip. This does not align with my budget for this trip. Um, how does this amount sound? Or can you waive the cleaning fee? Because oftentimes the cleaning fee is like, 25% of the property. Like when I went to social X dude, we got $1,200 off of our Airbnb. What? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's like, and it, it, that was the first one that I reached out to too. Um, some people, if they do not own the property, they only have a little bit of a wiggle room or they can't wiggle at all. But like the majority of them, you can get them down pretty far. And then like another thing a lot of people don't realize is like, you can just do your research for flights and like Airbnb and after you book that travel, you can literally just call your credit card company and say, Hey, I want to redeem this purchase for points. You just have to have, make sure that the transaction posts, which takes like two to three days, but you can literally buy anything with points. That's yeah. why like, I'm, I like, it's not always the best to just book your flight through like Amex travel or like a reward system. 
sometimes it's better to actually do your research, get a, a cheap uh, ticket. Like I'm going to, uh, I told you kind of before this interview, I'm going to, uh, what's it called? Columbia to get, like see a friend who's out there working. I found a flight for $87 to Columbia. So that's 8,700 points. So I'm literally going to Columbia and it was the quickest trip, like, and I'm in a nice seat too. So 8,700 points, I'm going to Columbia. I literally just got 80,000 points uh, last week from a new business card I just opened. So like, you can travel for free. Like I'm, I'm doing it. So there's, you just have to know the, the methods and like how to actually implement the methods. That's incredible, man. For anybody listening, get this man's course because I know everyone likes to travel. So yeah. if you like to travel and find those secret hacks, I know Jeff has them for you, but that's amazing about the Airbnb. I've never knew that, that you can negotiate. Usually it's like, oh, it's $3.99 a night. Okay, cool. You know, yeah. the cleaning is like $78. That's strange, but all right, cool. <laughs> you know, but that's, uh, that's definitely good to know. I'm going to tuck that away. But being yeah. able to travel and, and if you can go to the nicer places and negotiate it down, I mean, that's, everyone always loves to spend less money. Yeah. Uh, and another thing I'll mention about, uh, just real quick, about uh, like hotels, I um, like obviously you can get hotel cards as well and leverage those points. But like, there's another thing where you can do with corporate codes where you give you a corporate code and then you can use that corporate code. You get anywhere between like 20 and 50% off of your stay at the hotel. Um, and it's usually just like with the Marriott, it's like MMF. You just have like a sheet that you print off and you'll use that when you're uh, when you check into your hotel. And then, like, the same thing goes with, uh, with airlines. If you know someone that works with the airline, you can literally just have them give you a companion pass, and all you do is pay uh, the taxes on the flight. So you pay, like, 25 bucks to fly <laughs> anywhere. Um, That's awesome. So there's, there's little things like that that you can, you can do. That's incredible. I mean, especially if you're someone that likes to travel or, you know, on the entrepreneurial side, when you're moving around to different areas, you're getting different energies, you're around different people, different mindsets, you know, and having that leeway to find those little cracks to go between to save yourself some cash, you know, that's definitely amazing. And it definitely brightens up your business as well as your opportunities. You know, it's, it's one thing to stay at home and work, but if you can work from the beach, that's, uh, that's about two times better. Yeah. Uh, Columbia definitely sounds like it's going to be a fun trip. I know Many people that I talk to, and this is maybe one question that I get, and I'm not even a finance guy, but I'll get it to my, my email, you know, or my direct message on Instagram. But people are always asking, they're like, you know, I want to get, I've, I want to get a house or I want to get an apartment. I want to get a car, but I have like $500 to my name, you know, like, what can I do? And I'm always like, well, I'm not the person to ask. So that's like someone like you was here, like maybe what are some steps that people can take if they're just like, hey, you know what, I want to make a big purchase. How far in advance do you think they should start getting their credit together? Because obviously that's going to have a big impact on them being able to get approved or denied. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a huge thing. Like, people don't realize the importance until they get to the point where they actually need it. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, that's why I'm trying to teach people to like, start building it now because it pays off. Like, the biggest thing is having a long, positive history. So if you start young... Uh, you're going to be set up in a great spot later on. When they ask you that, are they saying like, hey, I have 500 bucks and I want to move into an apartment or they want to buy a house or something? Yeah, they're always looking at, it would be like a question, like they're maybe, they're in a certain area, they feel like they need to get out of the area, maybe they're problem-ridden people around them or negative influences, and they're like, I just want to leave town, but this is all I have. You know, what can I do? And I'm just like, well, number one, you probably want to get some more money, 
uh, but also on the credit end of things, like if you're just thinking about this right now and you're trying to move tomorrow, it might be a little bit too late. You know, you, you might have to uh, give yourself a little bit more time to get your affairs in order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, my biggest suggestion would be what you said is like, you need to stack more cash. Like you probably need to have anywhere between three and six months worth of living expenses before you plan on making a move. Uh, it really just depends on the person. You know, it varies every person, but I always say three to six months. Um, and another thing as uh, far as what they can use, so they can leverage 0%. That's one thing that I, I do a lot with my clients is leveraging 0% intro offers. So just like you can get bonus points, you can also get 0% introductory offers on credit cards. And that's one of the, that's like the main thing that I use credit for yeah. is I'll get business credit cards and I'll leverage 0% money to do thing to invest in, in my business. Or, you know, maybe I have like a lot of expenses one, one month and I need some help, but I don't want to be paying 25% interest. Yeah. I go after 0% business credit cards specifically because the business, when you utilize business credit cards, it doesn't lower your personal score because the utilization aspect doesn't report on your personal credit. Got it. So that's like a big thing that they could do is like literally just start. You don't even have to have income in a business. Like I have, I have most of my clients that I'm getting 0% money don't even have a business that's operating and I get them 0% business credit cards. So that's a huge thing. You can, you, you, there's 0% personal cards too. You don't have to start a business, but that's, um, that's one of the huge things. Like if they, if they know that they want to make a move, they have something in their gut. They're like, I need to go for this. I need to do this. I need capital. I would suggest getting your score above like a 720 and then getting 0% cards and using those. That's phenomenal advice. I know that's a definite tuck away for sure. And takeaway. I know for a fact that people make mistakes. You know, I know for myself, funny story, you know, when I first started my entrepreneurial journey, I had like maybe a thousand dollars in the bank account, thought I was rich, wasn't. But you know, when I was going forward, it was like, I got one credit card and I was using it just to make my purchases. Dad, no idea, like as far as the knowledge you're saying, I definitely did not have that. I was like super young. And I took that credit card within like six months, I maxed it out. And I was like, oh damn, like what am I gonna do? got another credit card, max data. I was just maxing everything out, you know? And it wasn't until like the third, <laughs> I was like, all right, it's a runaway train. It isn't good, you know? And then finally started to get things rolling on the other side once they were to pay off the debts. But I know that seems to be a problem for many people. They just run the scores up, you know, and they run max out the card and they try to get another one and max out the card, try to get another one. What would you say for people that have a lot of debt and they're like, my debt mountain is so high what would be some like simple steps on how they could pay it off, you know, or ways maybe that they could be kind of frame their mindset to where they know it's possible to do. Um, yeah. So the, the main thing they need to realize is that first and foremost with the credit cards, you don't buy things and stuff that you don't need. That's the biggest thing is like, I always, I never recommend buying anything that has no utility in your life. Um, and just not spending money that you don't have. You don't want to, obviously, if you can keep yourself from getting into that position in the first place, that's the most important aspect. If you are in a lot of like credit card debt, you're, it's going to be very hard to get new credit cards because lenders are looking at you as how high of a risk is this person. And if you have more than 50% debt on your current account, so if you have a credit card, that, like you said, is maxed out, you have another one that's maxed out. They're going to justify, they're going to have a hard time justifying, wow, this person is 
we'll pay back our debt. Like he's, this is a responsible person. So they like to see that you're utilizing the cards, but they do not like to see you have like a lot of debt because that just shows that you're high risk. So first and foremost, you need to get your debt under 50% on every single account. And then you can apply for new credit. That's how you can ensure or at least help to not get denied from applying new credit and stack inquiries um, because then it makes it very hard. Um, but the biggest thing is really just like increasing your income. I see like the debt mindset is like, wow, I'm spending too much. I'm spending too much. I need to conserve more. It's like, no, you need to increase your income. You likely have an, in an income problem. I always say like it's 90% income problem. It's a 10% spending problem. So 90% of your energy needs to go to increasing your income streams. And then after you can do that, um, after you do that, it makes paying down the debt a lot easier. You never want to make the minimum payment on debt. If you have like an average credit card that's paying 24.99%, you max out a credit card, uh, a $10,000 credit card, you're going to pay $50,000 in interest <laughs> on a $10,000 credit card. And it's going to take you like 24 years to pay it off. That's crazy. So, yeah, it's insane. Um, so that's the biggest thing is not paying the minimum payment. And the way you can do that is by increasing your income. So that's, I have clients that have a lot, a lot of debt. And uh, I, I help them make that mindset shift. And then once we get their cards under 50%, we move them over to 0% interest cards. They're not paying a lot of interest. Yeah. And they can focus on the income aspect more. That's a great point. I mean, the, just the mindset shift and having that, ability to understand that to increase the income you know so many people always look in the dark area and it's like there's always an area to look in the light and i know one way that a lot of people look i guess to find that light is to hear people talk and i know the one thing you know with yourself and being at social x i was also there so i mean i'm familiar with the event but when you go to an event like say a social x or somewhere where people are looking to learn how to build their credit or how to travel or like you're saying how to leverage things what do you most look forward to in, in kind of providing value to people? Uh, I mean, the biggest thing is just the whole change in their lifestyle. I think everyone's looking for the lifestyle. And I think that credit can really limit your lifestyle. Because I had a lot of debt uh, at one point in time. And that really limited everything with me. I couldn't get a house. I couldn't get an apartment. I couldn't do a ton of things. I definitely couldn't get travel cards and be traveling around. Because um, I had negative payment history and I had too much debt. So that's the biggest thing like I look forward to is helping people change their lifestyle and just build a better lifestyle. And like I said, credit is such a huge factor in creating a better lifestyle for yourself. So that's like the biggest thing is like the outcome that I look for is like if I can help people understand the importance of it and then help them implement the strategies, I know I can make like a real, a real change for people. That's awesome. I mean, that impact and that strategy, like being the go-to guy, you know, I know if I'm thinking of credit, it's like, I'm just going to hit up Jeff and I'm going to figure out what I need, what problem I need solved. Cause I'm sure you can do it. Cause uh, it's just, there's so many ways when it's, it's an amazing feeling as an entrepreneur. And I'm sure you can relate. If say you're in the corporate world and, and you know, you're a JP Morgan or whatever, whatever investment bank, and you're doing various things, like maybe you feel like you're playing some role, in helping people out to a degree, but it's like when you're an entrepreneur, it's you kind of have that 100% hands-on, I know that I'm providing you this and it's gonna affect your life like this. You know, Do you feel yeah. like you're able to make way bigger impact as an entrepreneur than you would if you were still at your nine to five? 
Oh yeah. Yeah, man. That's that, I think that was the biggest thing. That's why I like what I do so much more because I was in an operations position and yeah, I was like, you know, seeing improvements and client accounts and I was like able to talk to, to advisors and help the advisors help their clients. But it wasn't like anything where it's like, wow, I saw this huge change in this person's life. Like it was nothing like that. So that's, that's a huge, huge reward that, that I get. And it really helps develop like a strong why with what you're doing. So yeah, I think that's, that's so, so important to have like something that you really get excited about. And it's, it's best when it's helping other people. That's what, at least for me, creates the most drive. Oh, for sure. I mean, you can't beat the service aspect of it because you, you can be directly responsible if you get on a consulting call and you consult someone and they go and change your life. It's like it, the value and the fulfillment that it brings you is on a whole entire level. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm not helping people rehab their credits. I help them rehab their bodies and their diets. But it's the same type of line of, of work because yeah. you see the immediate payoff based upon maybe the strategy plan that you put together that they implement in their life and it actually works, you know? And it's like, it's, I guess your, your income on a, on a low area is based proportionally upon the solutions you're giving to people that have problems, you know? And so many people in the world have so many financial problems, you know, and just being in debt or being underpaid and, you know, maxing out their credit cards and just the little things like you've covered with things most people don't know, you know, like the, the different point things or the different ways to hack travel or, you know, even the Airbnb hack, which I didn't know. Thank you for that one. You know, yeah. so many things. I mean, I feel that when it comes to finances, do you feel that people maybe are misinformed or do you feel that they're just careless? Yeah. I mean, I think the, it's probably a little bit of both. I think it's mostly that they weren't taught the correct information. I know I wasn't taught the correct information and I went to school for finance. Yeah. And I worked for multiple financial firms. So yeah, I think that's a huge part is not having the correct information. We're not taught anything about credit. We're not taught anything about debt. We're really not taught anything about how to budget properly. Um, I mean, literally nothing practical. So I think that's the biggest part. Uh, and I, that's the one thing I really dislike about the education system is literally we spend so much time on crap that we're never going to use. And we don't spend almost any time on the stuff that's actually practical that we can actually implement in our lives. I completely. Uh, so that's a huge thing. And then, yeah, I think the mindset behind everything. Some people are careless, but I think that that kind of happens a lot early on in life or maybe they went through a rough time um, and then they realize how much credit in their finances actually impacts their life and they start to get their, their stuff together. So I think it's definitely a combination. But it starts with they don't have the correct information. I would agree. I would definitely agree with that. I mean, you have to look at it like not everyone talks about money at the dinner table, you know, when they grow up because everyone comes from different walks of life, different tax brackets, different, I don't know, if you're in the middle class, upper class, lower income, you know, and to touch on your point, I completely agree with that because I remember when I was younger, I went to school and it was literally, I'm going to school to play basketball. That was my first dream was to make the NBA, you know, so I played basketball in college. I was lucky, got a full scholarship, didn't go to the NBA. But I felt what I was learning in college, I was like, this is pointless. It's not going to help me. Like, you're not teaching me things that are like necessities in my life, like credit, how to file taxes, you know, like simple things that you should probably teach people to go forward in their life to be successful human beings in society. But the one thing that I feel that it's unbelievable and great for you and I, now that we're in a world where people are starting to kind of get a little bit keen to the fact that the education system might be a little bit dated. 
and the entrepreneurial aspect is like kind of on fire right now where people are looking, we're kind of in that information age. Like why go to school, acquire $150,000 in debt that you're going to pay off over like your whole life when you can just go buy Jeff's course on credit, you know, yeah. now for whatever you charge on that course, I know it's far less than a four or five year scholarship or to go to a university somewhere. I mean, you can kind of cut through the tape, I feel now, uh, with the power of the internet, social media. And I feel that's great uh, because it connects you to the knowledge that otherwise you're not gonna learn if all you're hoping to do is fall back on what you learn in school because let's keep it real, I don't use trigonometry at all, you know, or anything along those lines that I learned in school that I knew was the waste then. And I also still to this day believe it's a waste. But the things that you're teaching are practical, they're tactical, they're strategic. Like these are things you're gonna need if you don't have them, your life is going to be very difficult. Exactly, man. I know I remember in high school, I had a math teacher and he was right around 45 years old and he was talking about how he's still paying on his student loans. And, you know, he went to school 20 years ago and now it's way, way more expensive. Yeah. Uh, so the, the whole student loan thing just makes zero sense. They don't even show you, how, like, they don't even help you understand what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a huge, huge, Huge issue. I think education is going to change a lot. It already is with the internet, with all these courses. Um, and yeah, I, I just love teaching practical, practical things that can actually change your life. And I know that's why I'm very happy with, you know, the products that I've put out and the impact I've already had in like such a short amount of time. That's awesome. I mean, just the fact that you're helping people and it's amazing when you can find exactly what you're looking for and access it for like a fraction of the cost, what it would pay to go to school. You know, I know I have people that are my age that literally are going to probably pay for another 20 years on their student loans. And probably I would say 75% of them are not doing what they went to college for. You know, yeah. like maybe they went to school for agricultural science and they're like a gym teacher or something. Like it just, it doesn't add up, you know, but mm -hmm. the bills add up and they'll give you that, oh, you want to go to school? Here's 150 grand. But if you try to get an apartment, they're like, no. And it's just like, when you look at it, it's, it sounds so backwards, but it's just how things are set up. But like you said, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with traditional education as far as, yeah, maybe if you're a doctor, if you want to be a lawyer, like, or some type of scientist where you need schooling, I feel those types of majors and universities might still keep going. But for the vast majority of other people, I feel it's like if you take your course, that's better than taking like a four-year degree in school. You know, and you can teach them that in X amount of time, like however long your course is. Like, I'd rather that. Most people want results fast and not a slow burn that's also going to slowly burn your life away in your pockets over the course of it paying back a loan. I yeah. mean, it's just, uh, it's just amazing seeing where things are going and the power, you know, that we have uh, as entrepreneurs and whatever our field of expertise is to where if people access you and you have that information, you're always valuable to someone. You know, and like you said, you're always looking to give value. You're adding value to your clients' lives. I mean, that's super commendable. And number one, it has to make you feel good every single day knowing like you're actually making a difference. You know, you're not just like saying it, like you're actually doing it too. Oh yeah, that's huge, man. And I think that's why the demand for courses is so big now because there's that void in the education system. And with the courses, it's just so convenient. Like you're collapsing time and space. I don't have to go to a classroom to learn this. I can literally be right here right now, learn it. And it's like, you can take my course in eight hours and literally understand everything there is to know about credit and travel. So it's just like, I mean, it just makes complete sense. And that's why I think that's why there's so many 
digital products being made. I think the demand is going to keep increasing as there's more awareness around, wow, I don't know crap about anything that's valuable. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's all these people that are ex- actually experts in their field. I think that's a huge thing too. Like none of the college professors I was learning from had any type of a lifestyle or any type of ex- like real experience that I was like, wow, this person really knows what they're talking about. Yeah. So people that are making big money in finance. They're not teaching in classrooms. No. So it's like, I, I don't even know why I'm learning from these people that have nothing that I want. So I think that's a huge thing. It's like, make sure you're, you know, you're investing in people and products um, that actually have like the people that design the products actually have what you want. I think that's a huge, huge thing. I would definitely agree with that. Going to your point earlier today, like you're at, work and you're thinking like what am I doing here like this isn't what I want to do and it's like people are at school and they're learning from someone like you're telling me something and look at your life it doesn't mirror what I see you know sometimes it's just the beautiful thing about what you've done you know in your career so far you took the risk you took the leap and that holds so many people back is that fear of like well if I jump what will people think and it's like who cares what people will think you know it's your life and if you see yourself growing up being a millionaire, having a nice family, traveling the world, literally having a smile on your face every single day, but you're sitting in a cubicle and you want to jump out of the glass window on the 30th floor, like you have to think about a lifestyle change. And the opportunity is there and you're someone that can perfectly exemplify that because you've went through that. You know, and I'm sure that helps you connect to clients where you can explain your story and they can see like, you know what, this guy really cares because he was willing to give up everything to go after his dream and then boom, now you're sitting in front of them, helping them to find theirs. You know, Mm -hmm. that's gotta be a nice feeling to have that full circle come back, be able to see the payoff of what really is possible when you go for what you want rather than listening to what people think you should do. Yeah, Yeah, I think one thing with finance that I implement every area of my life is understanding the the correlation between risk and reward. So like the higher the reward you want, the bigger your goal is, the more risk you need to take. So if you have a big, big goal and a big reward you want to own yachts and you want to do all this crazy stuff like you're going to have to take risk and like like you said it's likely that risk that you're taking is not sitting in your corporate job it's going for something big so i think that's a huge thing like if people can understand you know that, that caused a lot of issues in my life when i realized i had all these huge goals but i wasn't my actions didn't map towards anything that i actually wanted to do I love that. I love the truth bomb right there. Exactly what you just said. If, if it doesn't align, you got to leave it behind. And yeah. I think that's one really, really good way for us to send out today and end the show. Cause I love the information that you provided the value, but that last tip I think is really going to help the audience. Cause there's a lot of people on the fence, a lot of people facing that fear and they just don't know maybe the reason that's going to push them over the edge. And I think that last thing you just said, we'll do just that. So thank you for sharing that. But before you go, I need to know where they can find you, share all your information, any course you have, the inner circle, go. Yeah, so, um, I mean, the best thing, the best place to find me is Instagram. I'm on Instagram all the time. Uh, so Instagram, at Jeff Seconds, or J-E-F-F-S-E-K-I-N-G-E-R. I'm sure there'll be a link below. Um, and then I'm really starting to put out content on YouTube as well. So you can find me on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at Jeff Seconder. And then the biggest, I mean, yeah, the one product I really want to promote is my course. Um, it's, it's holistic in nature, man. It walks you through everything there is to know about credit and travel and leveraging 0% interest, even understanding business credit. 
Like I literally made it for everyone, whether they don't have a score, they have a crappy score, or they have an awesome score. And I teach them how to do cool things with that score. So um, I guess we'll put a link below, and uh, it's called Credit Secrets, um, and it's an awesome, awesome course. So if you are struggling with credit or you just want to learn how to do cool things with credit, this is the course for you. Awesome. That's wonderful. I know I will put all the links in the description so people can find that, get your course, and level up their life because I know that's what they're looking to do. But Jeff, I have to say thank you, man, for joining the show today and joining the episode. It's been great to have you. The influence that you're going to have over people is amazing. Having met you, I know you're a super cool dude. People that can't see you, can't, they haven't met you yet. Hey, he's a cool guy. He checks out. Get his course. He will help you change your life. I know he's helping mine, and I need those credit secrets, man. So, hey, you might see me up in the inner circle, too. <laughs> nice, man. I appreciate it, JC. Really, really appreciate your time today, my man. Hey, no problem, brother. Well, hey, man, we'll let you go and get back to doing what you do, helping people. And uh, this is the end of the Finest Hour episode, so we'll end it the same way every week. Do and become the best you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I want to know what you've learned. So if you wouldn't mind, would you take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast on your phone right now, upload to your Instagram stories, and tag me, at JC of the Finest, and then let me know in that IG story what is one thing you learned and one thing that you would like to learn more about. I love hearing more from my clients, listeners, friends, new and old, all over the world. Right as soon as you do this, go inside the podcast app and hit that little button there that says subscribe. Leave me a five-star review and a five-star rating. Again, this helps us reach more people. And if you want to be a part of helping change the world one person at a time, it makes a massive difference by you leaving that review. So thank you very much for tuning in, my finest hour friends. And thank you for listening. And I will see you next week. And remember, do and become the best you.